listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Happy New Year. And Kate Abbott. How do? And it is. It's our first podcast of 2010. Oh my gosh, it's 2010. On that note, <laughs> we're going to be talking about kids and dog ownership today. And, and I'm afraid this is going to be a little controversial, but uh, we've run into some situations with kids and dogs, and so we feel it's worthy of our time and podcast. So stay tuned, listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's a doggy dog world is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Graham, I've been pissing, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. grandmasauction.com Hey, are those grandpa's golf clubs? 
Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz and my friends Petra and Kate are joining me today, as always. And today we're going to talk about kids and dog ownership. I did a behavior consultation just before the holidays with a mixed breed, pity type dog not a not a, a a pit bull per se but definitely a little pit bull ancestry which is not a condemnation of the dog we love pities but just a description of who he is neutered male about a year and a half old his owner is a 19 year old college student and mom had called for the behavior consultation and was paying for it because the dog has bitten several people. She called it nipping. Since the skin was broken, I called it biting. And when we sat down to talk about the dog, I realized this poor puppy, because at a year and a half, he's still an adolescent, was floundering. He had no leadership in his life. He had no parental guidance because the college student thought life was great and fun and everything was play and mom had stepped back because she said it was her daughter's dog and she wanted her daughter to take responsibility for the dog but since the daughter wasn't the dog was at ends he had no idea what the rules of life were he had no idea what correct social behavior was and the to make matters worse the college student let her boyfriends wrestle with him, play rough with him, play mouthy games. And when one of the guys would mess with him too much and the dog snapped at him or nipped or bit, she just laughed. And I just sat there shaking my head. It was just, it was very, very sad. But unfortunately, it's not going to get better the way it is because the college student was still kind of laughing when I told her how dangerous her dog's behavior was. And mom was still a little hesitant to step in. So when mom didn't want to step in and college student was still laughing, I said, well, you know what? Perhaps you ought to find a new home for your dog. And they both looked shocked. And I said, it's either that or he's really going to bite someone, hurt someone. 
and you're going to get sued, and then he'll be put to sleep. And that kind of shocked him a little bit. But that's the reality of it. And that's just probably one of our older... Older kids. Kids. We I classify her as a kid because she's still acting like a kid. Yeah, yeah. But we're, uh, I think this past year, seen more of it. And if, with younger kids, what, 13, 14-year-olds, where the parents just get the dog and then want the child to take responsibility and do all the training. And they come to class with the child but just sit there and don't do anything. It's like a 13-year-old doesn't know what responsibility is. They understand what homework you got to get it done because you don't. There's consequences. But they don't understand raising a puppy. It's it, Well, they're it's not too... mentally mature enough no, for it. No, not at all. And we see all these behavior issues with these dogs. The six-year-old with a St. Bernard adolescent? Oh. Yeah. Made no sense. I mean, just being dragged around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Physically incapable of controlling the dog. Mentally and emotionally incapable of controlling the dog. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I most of my daughters in my time we were single, but I would never give her that responsibility. You know, and I was with her and she learned what, but I had to teach her. Sure. But yet we don't see really the parents to that point of teaching them what is required for them to do with their dog or what responsibility means or... Now, I should step in at this point and say that, oh, sorry, Bashir, as I rolled my chair over him. <laughs> Unlike many trainers, we do encourage the whole family to come to our training classes. We would like to see mom, dad, and the kids, if it is a, a family such as that. But we want to see the whole family come to class. On the other hand, we've had to add a qualifier to our registration form that says children are welcome, but they must stay with the parents and the parents must stay with the children. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Who was the... Yeah. Well, I don't remember it, but the family where they dropped the child and the dog off at the training field and went and sat in car. Right. And <laughs> we had a problem with that when the dog ended up biting, and we had an emergency call afterwards. But the fact is, again, we had talked to the child over and over and over again, but she didn't understand or didn't believe us or couldn't follow the directions. And we and mom was out in the car, so she had no idea what was going yeah. on. Although we told right. the, the child every week, your mom must come in with you next week. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're not saying children's and dogs shouldn't have a relationship. I mean, I grew up with dogs. We all did. Sure. And I remember great memories. Absolutely. But I also can remember I didn't know squat at six <laughs> or what responsibility was to raise a dog and the feeding and what do I look for if the dog seems sick the child doesn't know they're learning the big wide world as it is so we've got some guidelines for you for parents or soon-to-be parents some ideas for raising dogs and kids first of all choose the right dog yes. choose the right breed or the right mixture of breeds and and do some research on those breeds I mean, for example, I, the six-year-old and getting a St. Bernard puppy. The St. Bernard puppy's going to outgrow the six-year-old very quickly. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Shortly after birth. <laughs> then, at least when the dog is an adult and trained. We'll say yes. trained. Then she might be able to compensate for the, uh, the, the size weight disparity. Right. But since the St. Bernard was a puppy and then a teenager and didn't have its own self-control, 
she couldn't compensate for all of that. <laughs> and so it was just a tail on the end of a kite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, uh, and it, when you start looking at the breeds or mixes to look at, let's talk about size, first of all. And, you know, your kid, how about the personality of your kid matching them up? And what the breed was bred to do. And don't um, go for your child saying, oh, but he's such a cute puppy. They all start out very cute. The parent needs to be a parent and help the child make an educated decision. And and be parent enough to override the child if need be. Because, yeah, lots lots of puppies are cute. Oh, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's the right dog. Or a mixture of. Yeah. I was doing a therapy dog visit yesterday and one of the women with a wonderful dog that she loves and is not sorry that she got, but... She said she went looking to get a black standard poodle puppy. And she said, however, when you take your grandchildren with you, and there are no black standard puppies to pick from in the litter, she says, you will come home with a puppy from that litter because your grandchildren are with you. No, you be an adult. (laughs) You be an adult and say, no, the dog that I want isn't here. So, you know, and I actually was hired once by a family to go look at a litter of puppies Mm -hmm. to see which ones I thought would be the best for them and their young children. Smart people. did not bring the children to that first visit. Good. smart. Good. So first we did, and I did an evaluation of Uh which ones I thought could handle it. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And when we had it narrowed down, then on their second visit, then they brought the children. Mm Mm-hmm. They did more narrowing down, but not the kids at the first time. Good. It, w- it would have been too overwhelming for the kids and the puppies, and not a good decision would have been made. Yeah. Smart, smart people. And there are puppy tests, by the way, to help you choose the right puppy. I have a copy of the puppy test in my uh, The Howl Book of Dogs, <laughs> which is has a number of breed descriptions also, including temperament and, and other characteristics. But uh, the puppy test are not 100%, nothing is, because it's nature and nurture, not just nature, Mm -hmm. but they can help you screen the puppies. Now let's talk about the care that that particular dog is gonna need. How about grooming? I mean, I know darn well, (laughs) I don't do good with a coat that needs regular dematting and brushing and and combing after it's been wet. And I'd say, you know, me being a parent, if you have to go after your child, go brush your hair, go take a shower, Go wash your face. If the child can't already do that on his own, really don't think of a long-coated dog. (laughs) You know, if you already have a hard time, because now you have to teach a child, brush your hair, but go brush the dog, too. Wash, take a shower, but wash the dog, too. It's too much. And I have to, on the other hand, when I was eight or so, we had a Pekingese. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I adored him. And I would happily spend hours combing and brushing every little mat out of him and getting him love. And he, we adored each other, but, but I you, liked it. And I chose to do it. Yes, and you weren't being told not, to. Um, he was the family dog. Yeah. That was clear. Mm-hmm. And so uh, since I chose to do it, that was great. But if I hadn't, my folks would have done it as well. Yeah. Right. Now, when I was a kid, I had a cat that mm-hmm. was mine. Actually, two cats one after the other, that were mine. But the dogs were my mother's. And they were toy poodles, and they needed coat care. And my mom sent them out to be groomed once every four to six weeks. She was not particularly good at grooming them, so by the time they 
came time for grooming, they looked <laughs> like they needed it. So I didn't grow up knowing that dogs needed to be groomed on a regular basis until, as a single person, I got a German Shepherd. <laughs> and I learned oh, what yep. all that brushing was all about and all that shedding and all that uh-huh. undercoat and garbage bags full. But I had to learn that. But as a kid, I had no idea. Yeah. So coat care is definitely an important part. How about bitability or trainability? You know, not all dogs are born wanting to be good dogs. True. I'm trying to think because I grew up with a lab mix. You know, I think she was just, she was our nanny. She was. She was a cool dog. I don't really, you know, but then as a kid, it's hard to remember exactly what. You don't know what you're dad did to yeah, teach her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, except that she was just a cool dog. And, of course, mm-hmm. lab mix, being short coat, didn't worry much about the grooming part. But, um, I don't know, she just seemed like a well-behaved dog all the time. But, yeah, exactly. What did my parents do or my dad yeah. do with her? I, I figure it was your dad, probably yeah, not your mom. Dad, yeah. <laughs> <Poor dad. laughs> my mother was a big believer in training. She didn't always do it. But, yeah, we had a K-Shound when I was born. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, when I ran away to the circus at the age of five, uh, the <laughs> yeah, dogs went right. with me. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, was my protection. But, yeah, but, yeah, trainability, probably where you may want to discourage yourself from getting a terrier or terrier mix. Or a hound. <laughs> or a hound. There's a reason why Labrador Retrievers and Golden Retrievers are two of the most popular breeds for families. Mm-hmm. They can be really rowdy puppies, really, really active rowdy puppies, and very silly but when they're grown up, they're good family dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not my choice of breed, but they're good family dogs. And they can take roughhousing with the kids and on, on limits, of course, and playing with the kids. And they'll play with the kids as long as the kids want to play. So those two breeds are popular with families for, for a very good reason. And the Staffy, the Staffordshire. Oh, Amstaff, yeah. Because they can... Uh... Well, one of my private theories that I've sometimes share is that um, I think the Staffy, the Pity, uh, so forth, they actually don't have many pain neurons connected to their brain. No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if you're going to hang on to a bull's nose while you're getting thrashed around as a breed, yes. that probably gets bred out of you. Um, so, but a well-socialized dog of that kind that can take a lot of abuse from kids without... As opposed to a chihuahua. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yes. that uh, is fragile and can't and, take it. And that's right. a theory of, of mine as to why so many chihuahuas are in the shelters right now. I mean, when we were looking for a dog to train as a service dog, I went to a bunch of different shelters, and they're overflowing here in Southern California with chihuahuas and pit bulls. They're shipping chihuahuas out of state. Right. Right, uh, because, because there's, there's so, so many. many. And I know a, a huge part of it is the families, many of the families with chihuahuas don't think that they need training. And well, the dog's are, dog doesn't need training. So they're, and they're spoiled rotten. Mm-hmm. And many of them aren't even house trained. So, you know, the dog reaches. And many aren't um, neutered or spayed. No, no. And they have health issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Poorly bred. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever a breed becomes Hollywoodized, yes, yeah, um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, etc. Versus mm-hmm. and all the 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 trend with the pocket pets, right? Like Chihuahuas, yeah, right. Then they become badly bred as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. But anyway, but yes, as a breed, they, they've had health issues, period. Now that they're being badly bred, more of them, it's even more likely. Yes. So not a good choice for a rough-and-tumble three- or four-year-old. Right. So we've got choose the right breed, size for one thing, grooming. And again, there's always exceptions. The same Pekingese absolutely adores children. Sure. Who would put oh, their yeah. you know, stubby, grubby little hands oh, in his yeah. fur, grab a hold, and twist. Until my eyes would water, and he would never say a word. <laughs> right. He adored babies. Yeah. But that was a, that's a strong exception to the rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So choose the right breed, size, grooming, bitability or trainability. Activity levels. Activity level. How much exercise does this dog need? There's a lot of different things. Now, let's go to the other side of the coin. Let's talk about teaching the kids, because... Kids get bitten by dogs more than any other single portion of our population. And it's not just here in the United States, but also in Canada, in Europe, kids get bitten. Mm-hmm. And much of the time, I like to lay it at the, at the blame at the parents because the parents have to teach the kids. Oh, exactly. And um, we've seen it here. We know the ones, the last come up to any of us, may I pet your dog? And then you'll see the kids, which... It still is, I guess it's so rare, it just astonishes me every time. They gently put their hand out, let the dog pet. It's like, wow, the parent actually took some time and taught this child correctly. Or you get the ones, can I pet your dog? Sure. They go and like, maul them. Maul the dog. No, stop. Or the ones that don't even ask. Yes, Uh, or those. I, I had a behavior consultation, again, just before the holidays. A dog came in because a cockapoo, as a matter of fact, a cream colored cockapoo, a neighbor family had come over to visit. Eight-year-old little girl saw the dog sleeping in his dog bed, ran across the room, grabbed the dog around the head, and got bit. Dog was sound asleep. She did, she did several things wrong. One, she charged the dog. Yeah. She didn't wake him up first. And then technically attacked it. Really. She attacked him. I mean. She grabbed his head, put her face in his, yeah. and he snapped. And then her parents wanted the owner of the dog to put the dog to sleep. And so we did a consult. I took a look at the dog, and she brought her family with. And and we stressed the dog a little bit and handled him. And it's a very nice dog. Dog doesn't need to be put to sleep. He's a very nice dog, and he was well socialized. She had four kids. He lived with four kids, all their friends that came over. No problem. It was being charged and attacked in his sleep. And so the little girl got bit on the face. She's going to have a scar. She might need plastic surgery. All of that is a shame. It's, it's very much a shame. And she may be afraid of dogs. But her parents didn't teach her how to approach a dog correctly. Exactly. Which is a couple of conversations I've had with parents. They're maybe doing a good job with their own kids. But then you have to factor in their kids are going to bring over friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, you need to watch for extra behavior. Be extra more protective of your puppy dog. And that's what and I... the visiting children. And that's what I told the owner of this dog. I said, when... First of all, don't let people just come in the house. Have the, Lock your front door if you have to. Have them ring the bell or knock. Put the dog away just for her own safety especially when it's kids coming over. And teach your kids not to let their friends torment the dog. Make them your dog's protector. Oh, yeah. How many times, even when I was a kid, I can remember, you know, wrestling with my friends. 
Sure. And having my dog get upset. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And at least knowing enough for my folks stepping in to settle things down. But if the parent is not paying attention or... It's amazing to me how many people it doesn't even cross their mind that their dog would get upset if the kids are wrestling together. The dog wouldn't know that. There's a fight. Exactly. And their little owner is getting hurt. Oh, yeah. So So as much as you love your four-legged, I love my four-leggeds, but I'm never going to say, oh, he wouldn't bite under any circumstances. Oh. Oh, yeah, he would. Any dog on any given day in a given situation is capable of biting. Exactly. I mean, exactly. that's their primary means of defending themselves. And you and I, Liz, both had mothers with very uh, Velcro toy poodles, and we know that they were quite capable of biting. I hated those dogs. <laughs> yeah, me too. I absolutely hated I I still think that's why when I left home, got a job, got a half of a duplex, got a car, got a dog, and I got the 180 degree out opposite of toy poodles. I got a German <laughs> Shepherd. Well, Patron did the same thing. I did too. Yours was German Shepherd. Yep. I got a Mastiff, so there. Yeah. <laughs> and I still carry the scars from my mother's toy poodles. The toy but poodles. Was, and the other thing was a little bit of the era. Uh huh. Not that it's a good or bad thing, but if my mom's dogs bit me, I was, I was said. It was my me, fault. What did you do, stupid? What did you do to make the dog bite? Well, my mom didn't. Right. My mom didn't call me stupid, but she did say, "What did you do?" Right. I must have teased them, stepped on them, kicked them, took their toy away, or something. Mm-hmm. Right. But in all reality, those little boogers would sit on mom's lap, and as I walked through, if I wanted to give mom a hug, they would get in between mom and I, and they go, ah, 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 and mom would laugh and go, "Oh, isn't she cute?" Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, yeah. So there's, there's some middle ground in there somewhere <laughs> yeah. of teaching teaching the kids that, yeah, you can't get away with teasing a dog. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I mean, I taught Kayla, but, you know, I was training dogs before I had her, mm-hmm. so it was just natural. How yeah, but you threw her in the crate, too. <laughs> I like the crate. She went in there by herself. She put herself in the crate. Yes, yeah, she did. She and then herself. reached around, closed the door, and locked it <laughs> from the inside. I know. How'd she do that? <laughs> <laughs> but then, when you know, she, Kayla, Kayla had friends over all the time. But again, she knew the rules. She shared them with her friends. But then again, you know, kids forget. Sure. Get carried away, but I was always there as well. Either dogs were put away, the kids can play, you know, or just to make sure nothing got out of control. Still, you have to be the parent. Still, right. have to be there. Don't assume anything. Now, more rules for kids: never run from a dog. Never ever run from a dog. Oh yeah. Because that kicks in the the chase instinct, the prey mm-hmm. drive. And mm-hmm. when uh, Kayla was in elementary school, you and I used to do school visits yeah. all the time on teaching the kids correct rules be a tree yeah cross i think we even when we ask the question what do you do when you see a strange dog run they'll be no we're like no you don't yeah (laughs) be a tree cross your arms over your chest tuck your hands under your armpits protect your face and be a tree just stand still and if you get knocked down curl up in a ball with your arms over your face Mm -hmm. to protect yourself and try if at all possible not the scream. Don't become a squeaky toy. Yeah, but exactly. But the best is be a tree or roll up in a ball. And uh, we actually had the kids practice that. We had we did. Care Bear and Ursa and Shasta. And, Shasta. Mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we'd have the kids practice. And we could show them with our dogs. If they ran, Care Bear would chase. If they stood still, he would stop. Yep. 
and they would go, oh, it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing, I don't know how long ago, it was on TV here, locally with us, and I saw, or, or LA area, I'm not sure, and a kid running, and there was a pit, one of those pit bull stories, it was running loose, the kid's running, and I remember Kayla and I sitting at home going, stop! Don't run! Yelling at the TV. And we're like, God, no wonder the dog's going to get you. And then somebody was filming this. So Jeez. this little kid is running and we're just yelling, stop! You know, and you just see the dog getting more. And, you know, that prey dog kicking in. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so no running from... Be a tree or curl up in a ball. And, and parents need to practice this with the kids. Need to practice it. Don't tease the dog behind the fence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, how many kids, you see them walking home from school and they're running a stick along the fence or running back and forth. Uh-huh. Or why do do they have to, when they see a dog, bark, bark at it? Or young men. Young, I don't know. Young men and kids have to bark at a dog. Even if, you're in a, even if your dog's in the car with you and you're at a stoplight or a stop sign. People pull up, look over. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> I just look at them going, shut up! <laughs> I don't get it. I had a squirt bottle. I'd spray them. <laughs> quiet. My dogs are being quiet. You just... <laughs> yes. Don't tease a dog. Don't tease a dog behind the fence. Don't tease a dog in a car. Don't throw rocks or, or whatever at the dog. So what? 20, 30, oh God, 30 years ago. <laughs> when I was... Stop counting. I yeah, stop counting. Younger, fitter, and stupider. I worked for a guard dog company. And we got our dogs... Not by raising them. We tried that. We couldn't raise a good guard dog. But relinquishment. Yeah. Families that could not keep a dog for whatever reason, usually because they had bitten someone, would give them to us. And um, our own little informal survey said that most of those people lived along a route to an elementary school. Oh. Mm-hmm. So how do you make a dog a guard dog, a vicious dog? You tease them every day. And so sad. Yeah. Okay. It's very sad. Until the day when the dog, when the gate is open, there's the, a hole in the fence. The dog charges out. Something happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the dog mm-hmm. has learned that other people, well, usually children, should be bitten. Or the frustration is built, built to that point. Well, so there's a lot of things here. First of all... Don't leave your dog outside unattended where he could be teased. Exactly. Make the fence solid so he can't see through it, so the kids can't see him. Protect him. Yes. And we that's that's a phrase we use all the time, too, is protect your dog so that he doesn't feel like he has to use his mouth. Now, a couple other things that families need to think about, parents of children with dogs, or if you're going to get a dog. Dogs who are spayed or neutered are less apt to bite than those who are intact. Dogs who have had training are less apt to bite. And these are all backed up with statistics. Dogs who have been raised in an extremely permissive family atmosphere without guidelines or rules are more apt to bite. And dogs should never be left alone with a small child, or especially an infant. Mm -hmm. Even the most trustworthy, best-trained dog should not be left alone with the child. Oh, yeah. Because it only takes an instant for something to happen. Exactly. I never did, and my guys were well trained. I had three of them when Kayla was a baby, but never alone unless I was there. They, I didn't just walk yeah. away. You never, never know. Dogs are dogs. They're still animals. Something 
Sure. Yeah. They don't have opposable thumbs. They're going to use their mouth. So whereas we might do a corrective grab on a kid, they're going to use their mouth. Do a corrective grab. Yeah. 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 And children, babies, are not puppies. Yes. So I guess we're not saying, we're not discouraging (laughs) from getting a dog. We're saying do it wisely. Do it wisely. Do it as a family. And the adults have to be part of it. Definitely. Have to be part of it. So your child grows up with the joy of dog ownership, dog companionship. Yeah. All three of us did. I mean, my... We did. My folks had a German Shepherd. And I still say I imprinted on German (laughs) Shepherds before I did people. (laughs) And then... We also had cats, but then my mom had the poodles. All of us had had dogs as mm-hmm. kids, and it was a wonderful part of... It's a wonderful mm-hmm. relationship when it's done right. Yes. It oh, can yeah. be dangerous when done wrong. That's yes. what I think we're after. Yes, definitely. Right. But it's For, wonderful memories like we all have. Did your child grow up and be able to remember those good I times can, I can remember being up in my room, hiding away from my brother, who I never got along with, with either a cat on my lap or snuggled with a dog and ranting and raving and crying at the injustices of the world. <laughs> and they were always there to listen. They never yep. tattled on you? They never nope. squealed. They were mm-hmm. always there or snuggling up with one in bed at night. Felt sad, all those free kisses you got. Oh, yeah. Make you happy again and yep. giggle. Yeah, it was wonderful relationship. Fewer times in our lives when we really need unconditional love more than young teenage and teenage years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and I wouldn't go back to those years for anything. For anything. <laughs> and I don't know that I could have gotten through them without a dog. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you know, that's-, that's true. Now I think about it because Kayla's right there, 17, sure. and she'll just go, da, 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 whatever to me, and then... Grab her two dogs and go in her room and shut the door. Slam the door. Yeah, slam the door. <laughs> but what you grab? Her two dogs. Her dogs. Her. <laughs> Taking the dogs for a walk was a great way to get out of the house <laughs> with somebody that I enjoyed being with, you know. And yep, yep. That's true. For them and for me. I would take one of my mom's poodles and put it in the basket of my bike, and that dog and I would take off for hours. Yep. Hours and hours and hours. Isn't it amazing how much better behaved the poodles were away from their mother? Oh, mothers? yes. When I put her in, in the basket of my bike, she was a great little dog, and she loved to go. When I would call her and get my bicycle out, oh, yeah, she'd be leaping in the air. So I, I'd put a towel in the bottom of the basket so her feet didn't slip through, set her there, and we would ride all over the place. <laughs> I put yep. many miles on that bicycle. <laughs> so, anyway... I'm thinking, and I'm also, I think I mentioned her before, the woman that I did private training with, with their family. Her two boys had gotten to the age where they had been asking for a dog for years. She had finally decided that they were of an age to be responsible enough to help. Okay. okay. She knew that they were not going to have total. Sure. They weren't that old yet. I think they were seven and nine. Okay. So, I mean, she never owned a dog. So she hired me basically to teach her how to be a good dog owner, and to help her sons learn. What a wise woman. And at the beginning, Very smart. It, yes, and at the beginning it was, okay, I've never had a dog, I don't like dogs, they shed, they're messy, they're ill-behaved. She got a beagle, by the way. Okay. And a uh, wonderful little dog. And 
I remember at the at the last session her saying, oh, we dropped the boys off at school, and then we did a couple of errands, you know, I couldn't leave her in the car more than 30 seconds. But I said, well, wait a minute, I thought she said she was never going to go in the car with you because she would leave hairs everywhere. <laughs> oh, she said, well, yes, but... But those are other dogs. This is my dog. <laughs> it's her hair that she's leaving in the car. That's okay. And on that note, Good. I think we'll call it quits. I hope we gave you something to think about. I hope we gave you some ideas and, and suggestions. And if you are a parent with, with kids and dogs, I hope it works out well and you can help your kids grow up to be wonderful dog owners. If you're just thinking about a dog, hopefully these gave you some good ideas. Protect your children by protecting your dog, and then it's a wonderful thing for everybody, and, it, and it's it's a magical relationship. It but is. Fond memories we all have, and yeah. always will have. But set it up to do it right. Exactly. At the right time. Exactly. With the right dog. <laughs> and do training. With all these qualifiers. <laughs> Go With back and listen to the previous half hour. <laughs> Go forth and have listen. Do it responsibly. <laughs> And just a reminder for those of you who will be in the Southeast, at the end of March, we're going to be at the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida. Pet Life Radio is going to have a booth there, and Patrick Kate and I will be there on Friday afternoon. So if you're down in that area, come stop by and say hi. And that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.